Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel. Fellows, 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 we're doing a little bit of a mock draft today over on sleeper.com. There's 12 of us in this right now. Uh, it's a bunch of people over from Twitter. I put out a tweet earlier yesterday on Thursday. We're going to be releasing this on Friday morning. So a 12-team mock draft. The goal is to do one of these on a weekly basis. This is the format for all of you that you're aware. 12-team PPR. We're not drafting any kickers or defenses for the sake of this draft. It is 14 rounds and we have 60 seconds per pick. Full point reception league. So I'm excited to get into this. We've been doing some leagues. All the rookies are in this on sleeper.com. Actually, one of the benefits of this is you can actually filter for rookies only right here. If you can see that, zoom in, you can see all the rookies and then you can do it by position. But rookies are in this one. This will be the second draft, third draft that I've done with rookies now. Uh, last time on sleeper last week, I would think we released it on Monday. I felt really good about that draft. I went three running backs in a row to start from the two spot. I actually chose it since I'm the creator of this one. I chose to draft from the 11 spot. So I want to kind of see what the idea is from the back end. I haven't been able to draft so much from there. I've drafted from a lot of the first, I would say, three or four spots so far uh, in terms of pick one, 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 two, one, three. So now we're going to draft from the back end, see what we can get on the turn. You can usually get two really good running backs. And that's what my goal is going to be because it's if you saw the early round strategy video, which released earlier this week, you can check it out. The goal should be to try and get a couple of running backs early, whether it's two within your first three picks, I'm going to be shooting for two with my first two picks. So this is going to be live as we actually go through it. So it's going to be about 14 rounds, a minute a piece. So I'll filter it all together so you don't have to wait around and sit around too long if people start taking a long time. But I'm going to be analyzing not only my picks as I go through it, trying to get an idea of the strategy. If you recall in that previous video, running backs went off the board early. It was, it was more of an experts league. We'll see there's a lot more Twitter following. Some people that I know in the industry are in this one. So we'll see kind of how the feel is for that, a little bit of both casual and just um, more expert type players. And then we're going to go after that and see if the same thing sort of lines out a ton of running backs early. Then you see a run of wide receivers in those third and fourth and really fifth rounds. Then quarterbacks start coming off the board and really the sixth round, the top four or five, six guys come off the board. And then it's just everything. It's wide receiver, tight end, uh, and a bunch until the later rounds when you have a ton of quarterbacks that will start to come in here. Before this draft does start, the question of the day, as we usually do, let me know down below in the comments, what is your ideal starting point? Not just this year, but just generally speaking, does it depend on the year? Well, what is it generally? Is it the beginning, first, second, third pick? You like to get that stud running back, that McCaffrey, that Saquon this year. You like to draft in the middle parts of it, or do you like to have those quick back-to-back -back picks around 10th, 11th, and 12th in a 12-team league? Let me know what is your favorite spot to start. And also a big old subscribe button is going to pop up on the screen. So take a second, hit that subscribe button. Appreciate all the support during the offseason creating this NFL content. Everybody's enjoying it. Uh, so thank you so much. Hit the subscribe button, notification bell, like button, all those things. We're going to continue to do, whether it's on sleeper or different formats, maybe some best ball drafts on drafters. We've done those in the past. We're going to continue, continue to do at least once a week mock drafts up until the season starts. So these are going to gain a lot of traction as the season gets closer and people start to care more about the NFL. But since you were watching this video and you're in very close right now, you're going to have an even better advantage. Alrighty, and this draft just started up. We have our first pick on the clock. It seems like it will be none other than Christian McCaffrey. I will point out though that Christian McCaffrey is much closer than people think to Saquon Barkley for the 101 pick in redraft PPR formats, at least in my opinion. Like I think they're in a tier of their own. I see a lot of people putting McCaffrey and at least to start the process, I did have McCaffrey as the 1.01. And then I had the tier of Saquon, Zeke, Dalvin Cook in whichever order you want to put Cook and Zeke in. But recently I changed my rankings, which will be available shortly at the draft guide. If you want to find out how to get that, there's a free link down below. You sign up for it. Recently, I did change it so that my first tier of running backs is actually now McCaffrey and then Saquon. So pick number one goes to Christian McCaffrey, as probably a lot of people expected at this point. So I do think that Christian McCaffrey is the 101 as of right now. I do think Barkley is the 102, as you see right there. So well, I want to really want to see how the running backs go off the board here. 
the running backs are and you see dalvin cook going at three over zeke i don't think it's the worst idea ppr formats cook kind of proved himself last year as a pass catcher zeke with a lot of mouths to feed out there and even tony pollard behind him is more of a threat than i believe alexander madison to dalvin cook right now i made a video which was big name fades and deandre hopkins was on that list and deandre hopkins being on that list pretty much was so that I don't really want to be drafting him at all. Like if he's there, I'm probably passing on him. Even if I have him ranked as my fourth receiver, I'm probably just taking running backs ahead of him at that point, whether it be Mixon, Chubb, uh, Derrick Henry. So at the 11th pick, I'm really hoping that I don't have to make the decision to take Hopkins. Like I hope somebody else either takes him for me um, or, or something along those lines. I really don't want to have to be uh, the one to take him. So I do think that I'll probably end up getting to a running back at the 11th pick. And if by any chance he's still on the board back in the 2-2 at the overall 13th or 14th pick at that point I would take him but he's never falling to that point from what I've seen Hopkins usually goes in the first 10 picks really the first eight picks so I don't have to make that decision I'm going to be going running back regardless unless every single person takes a running back Michael Thomas just went off the board at the 1.4 there so at this point I'm in a situation where I could pretty much feel good about getting to a a Joe Mixon I could pretty much feel good about getting to a Chubb uh, one of those guys right there is probably where I end up getting to the most uh, but I hope that they're just on the board. If a string of running backs goes off the board and then I'm sitting there with having to choose between the second tier of guys at that point and Kenyon Drake's, it's not the worst idea overall, uh, but it's definitely not what I want to do. So I have my 150 rankings up on my other sheet. I made a top 150. I have a top 50 rookies, which is down below in the description if you do indeed want to check that out. The fifth pick overall uh, ends up going to Alvin Kamara. So that makes sense to me. Stu Baby's on the clock at 1.6. So right now is just a little brief into my top 150 rankings. I have McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke, Cook, Kamara as the top five. They're all running backs. Devontae Adams is my wide receiver one. He's six. Michael Thomas is seven. And then Joe Mixon is eight. Julio nine. Derek Henry is 10. So those are my top 10 picks right now. After that goes Nick Chubb, then DeAndre Hopkins. So you can see I'm a little bit lower on Hopkins relative to consensus. Hopkins has been typically going probably within the first eight to 10 picks at the very latest. I have him outside the top 12, which just tells you, hence why he was in that video, I'm not going to get there as much. So Zeke goes at number six. I think that's a steal. I personally think Zeke should not go past pick number four. I think Zeke definitely goes ahead of Kamara and Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. Rypack is now on the clock. He takes Julio. I think Julio is a fine pick there. I have Julio as my wide receiver three, so I would have definitely taken Adams. Devontae Adams goes at 1.8. That's extreme value, in my opinion. Third receiver off the board. Adams is my number one as of right now, and we're getting we're getting oh so close at this point. So uh, let's see who's still left on the board for me at running back. Chubb and Mixon look really good there. I'm hoping one of them falls to me for 1.11. I would take either of them with my first round pick. Otherwise, I'm really gonna have to start to make that decision. Derrick Henry's still on the board. I just really don't want him, to be honest with you, in PPR formats. I know he's the rushing leader last year. I just really don't want to end up getting there. There goes Hopkins. So that helps me out a little bit. Hopkins goes at 1.9. You see a little string of receivers going. This gives me the advantage now to be able to get Mixon or Chubb. I really want Mixon. Mixon is my overall ranked right now, eighth player, uh, and he's my sixth ranked running back. So I'm, I'm hoping that Nemo doesn't snipe me here and take my boy Joe Mixon, which I know he's in some contract negotiations as I record this, uh, but I'm not too concerned. He takes Josh Jacobs. So a little bit of a reach there. So I end up getting uh, my guy, Joe Mixon here in the first round. Just want to make sure that that's everything that I want to see. There's nobody else left on the board. We'll take Joe Mixon in the first round. Josh Jacobs, a little bit of a reach. I actually like Josh Jacobs. He was a high running back for me within my top 10 to start the season. I walked that back a little bit on Josh Jacobs just because of what they did in the draft, getting Lynn Bowden and ruling him right away as a running back and talking him up as a running back to be a pass catching guy 
re-signing Jalen Rashard, a pass catching running back. It's just screaming out that they don't want this guy to catch the ball, or at least they don't think that he has the ability compared to these other guys to catch the ball. And that's all the information we have right now. So that's what I have to go off of. So the first round ends with three running backs, Josh Jacobs, Mixon, and Chubb. Yeah, not, not, not anything negative to say. I think all the picks in the first round are fine. The one that stands out the most to me is Josh Jacobs, but it's not terrible. Derrick Henry goes at pick uh, two one to start the second round and now I'm on the clock here and I have about a minute to go I'm gonna end up probably going Miles Sanders here more times than not other guys on the on the board are Kenyon Drake I'll go Miles Sanders there so I started out with Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders I like going to back-to-back running backs to start my drafts whether I'm drafting from the the two spot the one spot whatever it is the 11 spot like in this one I much prefer Miles Sanders over Aaron Jones as of right now and Kenyon Drake was the only other decision point there Sanders or Kenyon Drake, I think is actually a really difficult decision. I right now have Miles Sanders as my RB9 and Kenyon Drake as my RB10. And I have them overall, Miles Sanders 14th and Kenyon Drake 15th. Tyree Kill goes, Aaron Jones goes at 2.4. And that's the issue with Aaron Jones. He was also in that that big names fade and do not draft players at the running back position. And you can check the both of those videos out if you're just seeing this one or it's one of your first ones. Aaron Jones is somebody that I personally don't want to be drafting. It's because he's getting picked early in the second round or midway through the second round when I currently have Aaron Jones listed as my overall RB 14th and he's my 28th ranked player overall. So what that means is I would take Aaron Jones 28th overall in this draft and he just ended up going off the board, I believe at 19th overall, actually 18th overall. So I'm just never going to get end up getting to Aaron Jones unless he somehow falls that far. And I don't think I'll ever be in a draft where every other draft mate or the far majority of them thinks the same way that I do. Chris Goblin goes off the board at 2.5. I think that's a pretty solid pick right there. So we get our first quarterback off the board and it's none other than Lamar Jackson. And he was another guy in my big names fade. Uh, I'm not really big on Lamar Jackson, not as a, not as a fantasy value at the second round or even the third round. My first quarterback is Lamar Jackson in my rankings. I'm not drafting him until the sixth round. He's my 63rd overall ranked player right now. There's just no way I'm getting there. We now see another run of uh, running backs going off the board. Uh, Adam takes Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I think it's an interesting pick. I think Edwards Hilaire is a borderline second or third round pick right now. Kind of trying to gauge in where I think he belongs. Uh, Kenny Drake at the end of the second round is just a steal. I got him in that exact same start. I actually got the same start as Robbie Russ in my last draft, Saquon and then Kenyon Drake. And then on the turn, I actually took Todd Gurley. So Robbie Russ is starting this off really interesting. He goes Saquon, Kenyon Drake, and then Le'Veon Bell, which I really don't mind at all. I did the same start, except I took Todd Gurley. I don't even know if Bell was still on the board. Frank Gore being there scares me a little bit, but not too much. He always ends up getting more touches than he deserves, but we saw last year that started to wear off and the man's going to be 37, but Three running backs in a row. I like that strategy. I want to see if Adam does the exact same strategy because once you hit round five and six, you're literally just choosing, and even round four, you're literally just choosing a bunch of running back by committees, uh, three-headed monster backfields, the RBBCs, um, just terrible options and backup running backs at that point. So you need to get your running backs early. Wide receiver is so, so deep. Like like the wide receiver 40s this year are fantastic options. Like if I go right now to my wide receiver, my wide receiver 38 is Tyler Boyd, a, a number two receiver in what should be a really good offense with an improved offensive line and mainly an improved quarterback play. My wide receiver uh, 44 is Anthony Miller. I think he's fantastic. The rookies like Jerry Judy's at 45. Jalen Rieger, I have at 48. Preston Williams, I have at 50. Uh, guys like Denzel Mims, who might be right in the starting spot, a rookie with the Jets, 53. Like these are guys who are going to start and, and be at least in decent passing offenses. And they're in the 40s and 50s. Whereas like once you get to running back uh, 30 for me, it's like James White, Darius Geis, Raheem Mostart, Tyree, Tariq Cohen, like just guys that are not that great. J.R. Reynolds is having a bold strategy. He's got Devontae, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley. Those are fantastic wide receivers. He's going to have no running backs. We saw somebody try this strategy in the last draft that I did, started with three wide receivers and it looks great, right? Devante, Godwin, Ridley. Then you end up being in a situation where you just have absolutely terrible running backs left. As my pick is now on the board with Patrick Mahomes gone. Let's see what we have left at the running back position. Todd Gurley is still on the clock. 
man, I might have the same start as I did last time. I'm very tempted to take Todd Gurley. Um, if I look at my overall top 150 right now, it's Allen Robinson still on the clock because I, I really do like Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson still on the board. Uh, Kenny Galladay is still on the board. I'm going to go with Odell with my third pick, my first wide receiver off the board. I get him at the 311. And if we can get to a running back on our next go around, if we can get Todd Gurley, we already have two two running backs we're taking right now um, by the person who's drafting 12th in this league. So that's sort of my strategy, hoping that he doesn't take another running back because then I can get Todd Gurley who's still on the board. So Kenny Galladay goes right there. So right now I'm probably going to go with Allen Robinson here. It's just too hard to pass up. I'm choosing between Allen Robinson, who I have ranked 19th overall, Todd Gurley, I have ranked 30th overall. I don't think anybody else has slipped through the cracks that I'm looking at. Uh, Mike Evans was already taken, if I do uh, remember correctly. Yes, he was. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go right now. I'm going to pull the trigger on either DJ Moore or Allen Robinson. And for me, it's going to be Allen Robinson. So there we go. Normally, I would have gone uh, to try and get a third running back there. But my running back option was going to be probably Todd Gurley. And my options to go at wide receiver are Odell, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore at that point, I believe also on the clock at that point and on the board still was Juju. So yeah, really difficult to choose out of all those receivers. Uh, it's easy to say that you didn't make a decision and second guess it, but I feel really strong walking away from the first four rounds right now with uh, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Odell, and Allen Robinson. That does feel good. So now I'm interested to see what Reynolds does here. Again, he's the guy who's drafted three receivers so far. Uh, you have the Adams, Godwin, and Ridley have so far been off the board. Interested to see how this goes. And he ends up going with David Johnson. So you can just see, we're in the fourth round now. You can just see how quickly the running back value evaporates off the board. Um, interesting that he went with David Johnson there. Uh, he went with David Johnson over James Conner. I can't argue with that. There's really no running backs left in the clock. Like you have the rookies and Jonathan Taylor on there. So I would have rather had probably Jonathan Taylor than David Johnson. But out of everybody else left, yeah, I think you have to go David Johnson. I have Jonathan Taylor ranked 20th overall at running back. I have David Johnson ranked 22nd. Singletary, Gurley, Johnson, and Connor, they kind of end the run now of guys that you can trust outside of maybe the rookie Jonathan Taylor. I'd feel okay taking him in the fourth round. That's where I'd probably take my first stabs on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, beginning to middle of the fourth round, not any earlier than that, at least as of right now. All right, so now you see a string of wide receivers going off the board after four running backs went, Brown, a Cooper, and Sutton. This is usually where the string of wide receivers will start uh, right in this range of the fourth round. So you can see how many running backs go off the board in the first four rounds. Um, the green is running backs, a lot of them. Pretty much all the starting running backs are off the board. In the first round, you saw eight running backs go. In the second round, you saw, I believe, six running backs go, then another four, then another four so far. So you have a lot of running backs off the board. Pretty much everything left on the board at running back right now, as I record this, at least the beginning of May, is a foggy running back by committee. It seems like the best value right now on the clock, though, is, is Juju. Juju's still on the board right now. Uh, he's my highest ranked player left. I have him at wide receiver 12. I have him as my 26th overall player. So Juju somehow falls to 5-3 because of the way that the sleeper rankings are set up. I, I have Juju right now as a, as a borderline third round pick. Like he's a, a middle of the third round pick. So he drops a whole uh, round and a half right now. So uh, very interesting to see how far he dropped. Well, Adam's lineup right now is Cook and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The upside with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, somewhat of a shaky floor. But then yeah, some really strong receivers to go three in a row with Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, and Juju. At that point, you just have to take Juju. Like trying to load up on another running back that's either David Montgomery or Marlon and Mac or whoever it is at that point. Jonathan Taylor's still on the board's interesting. You just have to go with Juju at that point. It's really hard to ignore it. I do think there's still like one or two really big names left. I think Steph Diggs is somebody that I would target at my spot right now. I think Jonathan Taylor is without question. If he falls to me at the 5'11", is just an absolute steal. Uh, they drafted him and traded up for him for a reason. Steph Diggs just goes off the clock as I say that. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a, a reason why they traded up for him and it's because they want to use him right away. So Jonathan Taylor right now is the best player left on my board. I have him ranked 40th overall. He's my RB20. If I end up getting to him uh, where I pick right now, it would be 
taking him with like the 60th pick overall. So extreme value, at least from my my ranking standpoint. After Jonathan Taylor, my best available right now is Robert Woods. And then we start to get into some tight ends like Waller and Mark Andrews. But I personally don't want to be drafting tight ends that high. I had them ranked that high because I think they're worth those picks, but it depends on your team's construction. Uh, Deshaun Watson goes, so we see a quarterback go there. Not a terrible pick. I do think Watson, though, is a little bit early in terms of Lamar Jackson and Mahomes are my top two quarterbacks. But then I have Dak, I have Kyler Murray, and then I think I have Deshaun Watson. So Kareem Hunt goes off the board. Jonathan Taylor is still left on the board. I really hope he doesn't get taken. He's two picks away from me. I will see what ends up happening here. Robert Woods is gone. Yes. All right. So Jonathan Taylor is still my number one player left. Let's see if I can actually get to him. So Robert Woods goes. Woods was my second best available player. I really, really want Jonathan Taylor right now. Um, please do not take him, whoever this Nemo man is. All right, so they just took Landry ahead of me. So for some reason, Jonathan Taylor was still left on the board. And yeah, this is somebody that I really like. And there he goes, Jonathan Taylor with my 5'11th pick. He's my 40th overall player. And I ended up getting him at the like 59th spot, I think exactly. So now my best available player, I believe is, and let me see how many tight ends have been taking. Aaron Waller is my best available player right now. I kind of want to wait on that spot. I don't feel the need to go there. Then Evan Ingram is that's left on the board. I also don't feel the need to go there. So I'm looking right now at like Devontae Parker, DK Metcalf. I'm fine going to DK Metcalf as my wide receiver three or Devontae Parker. So I'm happy to get either of them here. There goes Devontae Parker. Um, This can get a little bit shaky here if he ends up going right into DK Metcalf. Uh, that would not be that would not be a fun time for me. Uh, AJ Green still on the board. Will Fuller, Terry McLaurin, but I will be going to DK Metcalf if he's on the board to me at six two. Your six round pick being DK Metcalf, I think is a is a very good spot. Tyler Boyd goes Devontae Parker and Tyler Boyd. So I'm loading in DK Metcalf right now. I'm very strong on DK Metcalf this season. I'm very high on him, at least right now in terms of my rankings. He is my overall wide receiver 26. So we'll lock up DK Metcalf. He'll end up going with my 6'2 overall. I like DK there. I feel like that's a really strong spot. Getting him right there as my wide receiver three. He's a flex option for me. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't start right out of the gate, that feels really strong. If you're in a three wide receiver league, which I think this one actually is. Having my three wide receivers being Odell, Al Robinson, and DK feels strong. Just going to review some stuff. Round one was normal. Josh Jacobs went a little bit higher than I thought he should. Round two, Aaron Jones went higher than I would ever take him. Same can be said for Lamar Jackson. Everything else looks okay, though. Maybe George Kittle and Kelsey, but I get it. People like taking tight ends because of the positionality. It's just really not my thing. Uh, Fournette, can't really say too much about him. I would have rather taken Eckler, Gordon, and and Carson probably ahead of Fournette. Maybe not Gordon. Calvin Ridley went early, 3.8, but I think he's a steal in drafts, so ending up reaching on him is fine. Like I would have taken Calvin Ridley probably not over Odell or Allen Robinson. So I wouldn't have ended up getting to him at that point. But I think he's going to be like Chris Goblin last year starts off the year in the summer, like fifth or sixth round pick skyrockets up to like a third, fourth round pick by the time the drafts get a little bit closer. In the fourth round, you can start to see this running, these wide receivers go off the board, right? So wide receiver starts getting just taken right here. And look at this, you see six wide receivers in a row. So these six wide receivers in a row, and then it goes right back around to seeing four out of five wide receivers pick. So rounds four and five are just wide receiver rounds. The first two to three rounds are running back rounds. So just take take note of that, that you need to get your running backs early, and then you get a load of wide receivers. Look at my wide receivers, Odell and, and Allen Robinson in the third and fourth round. DK Metcalf in the sixth round. The running backs left on the board right now in the sixth round are all rookies or backups right now, right? Guys like Darius Geis, even Montgomery's even gone, even Kareem Hunt's off the board. So you're really struggling at this point if you're still trying to get a running back. That's why you need to get them early, ending up getting three. I feel good. I'm now in a position though where some of the good tight ends are coming off the board. Really, most of the top tight ends are off the board outside of, I think Darren Waller's still on the board. So I need a tight end. I think I might wait in this draft on quarterback. I got Dak Prescott in like the sixth or seventh round in the last draft. I think I'm going to wait because Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, all these guys are just falling to like the last rounds of the drafts. And I can completely, Carson Wentz, 
I can completely wait for all those guys. I do really like the back-to-back -back wide receivers that Adam got in the fourth and fifth round, DJ Moore and Juju. They're both top 12 wide receivers for me right now. So I think those are very strong options, especially Juju at 5.3 is a really strong option. Like I like Jonathan Taylor at 5'11". I would not have taken Jonathan Taylor over Juju if he would have ended up falling both of them falling to the spot that I was at. So I think that's a really good spot. Also, if you're still watching this point, I'm going to put a big subscribe button up on the screen. Be sure to hit that. We're going to be doing these mock drafts weekly. If you want to get in on these mock drafts, just follow me on Twitter at DFS. It's in the corner of the screen over there somewhere. And uh, yeah, that's where I'll just post a link. Usually we do these on Thursdays afternoons. I record them. They go up on Friday mornings as my content piece of video for that day. So I'll usually post the drafts on like Wednesday afternoons or so in terms of on Twitter. So you can get in on them. Now you can see the value that's left here in the sixth round. Like I think Darius guys has upside this year. Antonio Gibson could mess with that a little bit, depending on where he plays the rookie now, but Marlon Mack, Darius Geis, these are the running backs being taken in the sixth round. Whereas the receivers in the sixth round are AJ Green, uh, DK Metcalf, Will Fuller. It's just such a different tier of players. So yeah, wide receiver is extremely, extremely deep. I probably will take a tight end in the seventh or eighth pick, depending on who's left on the board. Uh, Cam Akers goes to Adam at 6-1. I think that's a strong pick. I do think that Cam Akers might actually make a leap and get ahead of DeAndre Swift for me because they want to use so many running backs in this backfield now that Swift might just be a guy who sees like six carries a game and like three receptions a game, whereas Cam Akers can easily come in for this year specifically and see like 12 carries a game and two receptions at, at like a bottom number. So I do have Swift at my RB24 right now. I have Akers at my RB26. I think I might flip-flop those. So we're about midway through the draft. My current lineup would be Mixon, Sanders, Jonathan Taylor in the flex, Odell, Allen Robinson, and DK with my three receivers still need to pick up a tight end and quarterback. I think I'm going to wait on quarterback till late, like really late, like it's only a 12 team league. And even if people get backups, I'll still be able to get a top 20 quarterback as my starter with the upside of obviously being like a top 10 guy in, I don't know, Daniel Jones, uh, depending on who else is down there in Jared Goff. So I think I'm going to wait pretty long. You can see a run of quarterbacks might start coming off the board with back-to-back -back ones taken uh, right here at the seventh pick to start the round with Russell Wilson and Dak. What I will not do though is wait too long on tight end. So Matt Burita goes to Adam. I think that's an okay pick. I think that's a good pick at that point. Not a lot of running backs left, especially if you need them, uh, which he, he's just getting depth at this point, which I think is smart. And then I, I want to take Hayden Hurst here, or I think Evan Ingram's gone. So yeah, Hayden Hurst or Darren Waller, whoever's left at tight end at this pick, I'm going to be taking a tight end in the seventh round, I believe. So Michael Gallup goes off the board at 7-4. I think that's a very interesting play, I would say. Uh, James White at 7-6, one of the better running backs left on the board. Yeah, I'm not too sure that I'm actually high on Michael Gallup anymore. He would have been one of the best value plays in this draft or picks, but now with CD Lamb there, I think it's going to be overstated. I don't think Gallup is as hurt as people think he is. The upside is definitely hurt in him, in my opinion, because I think Lamb over Cobb is a really a nice upgrade. But Cobb had what, 800 yards last year. The guy saw a ton of targets. He had also 11 drops. Like he was involved in that offense and it really didn't impact Gallup that much. All right, we are two picks away and I have to start thinking about both of my picks at this point really just drafting for what's best on the board once we start to get to these rounds. I'm always shooting for upside of my picks like Jonathan Taylor, but you have your stability pieces now. Now start to build from upside around. There's a lot of good quarterbacks left. Like Kyler Murray still being left at this point is an absolute steal. So I don't like taking quarterbacks in the seventh round. And the difference between Kyler Murray, who could be QB1 this year with the rushing upside in that offense, but also like Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz is, is it that many fantasy points per game? Like it potentially could be, it could be like eight fantasy point per game difference if Murray hits his ceiling, or it can very easily be a two fantasy point per game difference if if Ryan finishes 10th and Murray's finishing like 7th or 8th. So that's a dilemma that you have to choose through. But it, it all depends on who's still left on the board. And right now, looking at my rankings, like I'm deciding on guys like Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm deciding on guys like Tariq Cohen, Jameson Crowder. So I'd much rather have one, the tight end upside at this point. That's where my first pick's going to go. But I might as well just take like a, a huge, a huge wide receiver. So tight end goes off the board and Darren Waller. That leaves me to be able to take Hayden Hurst, who is 
right now my favorite tight end to get in these mid rounds and he's still there for me so I go up I get Hayden Hurst I was it would have been difficult choosing between Waller and Hurst because I have Waller ring tire so I would have ended up getting Waller there but he ends up going off the board JK Dobbins goes off the board here let's see what I can get if I can get Kyler Murray in the eighth round I'm going to end up taking Kyler Murray he would then be the the sixth quarterback off the board I, I currently have Kyler Murray ranked fourth right now and I have Kyler Murray as my Let's see. I have Kyler Murray as my 66 player overall to take. So that means I would be taking him at the middle of the seventh round. So taking him right here at the beginning of the eighth round, I don't think it's a terrible idea. So I think I'm going to go Kyler Murray here. It's just too hard to pass up. So I take Kyler Murray in the eighth round. I, I, I said it, you saw it in the video seconds ago. I didn't want to take a quarterback this early, but when a top four, and in my opinion right now, he is in tier two for my quarterbacks, it goes Lamar Jackson, Mahomes in tier one, and then it goes Dak, uh, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, and I think Russell Wilson starts off tier three for me. So yeah, taking a tier two quarterback in the eighth round does not feel that bad. So ended up going there. Some of the players that I ended up passing on for him, if you want to just look at this positionally, so Christian Kirk, Julian Edelman is somebody that I probably would have considered a little bit more um, had I not wanted to really go a quarterback there. Uh, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Nikhil Harry, a lot of rookies still on the board. Running backs is just dust, like Philip Lindsay, Tevin Coleman. Cohen, I think, is actually valuable, but nothing else after that. And I obviously just picked the tight end. But if I did want to go back to back tight ends, Gronk and Hunter Henry were still on the board. So yeah, it was either Julian Edelman or Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray just flashes a lot more upside, in my opinion. So now I have all my starting spots filled the two running backs, the three receivers, the tight end, and the quarterback. And we're only in round eight. So I don't have to draft the kicker. There's still six more rounds. I don't have to draft the kicker. I don't have to draft the defense. I'm just loading up on wide receivers and running backs and pretty much the best available on the board, but also shooting for upside with some of these picks. So I think DeAndre Swift is still off on the board. I doubt he makes it back around to me. I don't think his upside is as nice as it uh, as it once was before they said they wanted to use a bunch of running backs. But if he's like your ninth or 10th round pick as a second round caliber in, in really any other league and any other season would have been like the best running back in this draft outside of Jonathan Taylor. I do think that he has upside. He just goes off the board. So does Tariq Cohen. So a lot of people who watch this watch my content. So they know that I like Tariq Cohen. Taking him in the eighth round is a little bit of a reach in my opinion. You've been able to get him in like the ninth and 10th round, but this is also a league with a lot uh, sharper people. I'll be interested to see what the tra trajectory of Tariq Cohen does. If he starts getting taken in the eighth round, well, then I guess my video was correct in terms of he was undervalued in the 10th and 11th rounds. Edelman going in the eighth round, I think is sneaky. Now we start to get to the point where you have to start shooting for upside. So my best available player left on the board right now is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. He is my RB29. I have him ranked 70th overall. I doubt he gets past Adam or maybe some of these other guys. And he literally, as we were talking, goes to Stu Baby at 8.7. So Keyshawn Vaughn is now off the board. And we're starting to really dig deep into this. Josh Allen is my best available player left. He's my quarterback six, 78th overall. Yeah, we're getting down into the point where John Brown, Jamison Crowder, these guys are my best availables left. Uh, I believe that right now we still have Christian Kirk on the board as well. Deontay Johnson at the 8-1 was a really good pick. I probably would have taken Deontay over Kyler Murray. So I guess you can consider me sniped there. A lot of people are going to start spending their picks on tight ends, which opens us up to try and find some value right now. So uh, let me see what value is left there. I think Crowder and Tyler Boyd do offer some upside. If you're looking at running back value outside of maybe some of the rookies that you can take shots on as backup guys, Jordan Howard actually possesses some value right now in line to be at least the, the split in Miami with Breida, probably more so the, the main running back, the goal line guy there. I have three running backs. Howard, if he somehow made it to 9-11, would be the guy that I ended up taking. So right now, Howard is standing out to me as somebody I would like to take. Um, outside of that, at the wide receiver position, guys like Jamison Crowder, guys like Tyler Boyd stand out before we get into some of these rookies like Jefferson, like Jalen Rieger. Adam takes Marvin Jones Jr. in the ninth round, very much on brand. I think his Twitter bio actually has, I know at one point he had pictures of him. I think his Twitter bio actually has it. It's just a, it's just a, my strange addictions. 
Uh, if you ever watched the show, I think Adam was on there for Marvin Jones Jr. at one point, but that's how the ninth round starts off with a, with a train of wide receivers going Mike Williams, Darius Slayton, and then Marvin Jones Jr. But man, oh man, like there's just gross running backs left. The running backs that are going off the board are Philip Lindsay, Tevin Coleman, backup running backs at this point, uh, Ronald Jones, J.K. Dobbins. Like, I think Dobbins at least has upside, but the wide receivers going off the board, Deontay Johnson, Julian Edelman, Christian Kirk, Darius Slayton, Marvin Jones, at very at the very worst, guys who should see four to five targets a game compared to running backs that might see five to six touches a game. And although it's the same amount of touches or at least opportunities, wide receivers seeing five targets is much more valuable than a running back seeing four to five carries, unless that running back happened to be getting every single goal line carry in all those touches and all those games. So I am currently looking at Jordan Howard and Justin Jefferson as guys as I would want to take. If I can get both of them, that's fantastic. I'd get one more a guy at each position. I'd get a nice rookie with some upside at the wide receiver position to pair with my rookie and Jonathan Taylor at the running back position. But I do like Jordan Howard as sort of a fourth string running back. Henry Ruggs, a wide receiver goes off the board. First guy taken in a real draft. First rookie taken in this draft. He's not somebody that I want to be touching in redraft formats um, or really any formats in my opinion. Uh, but I think a lot of people, he's already a hot and cold topic. Either you really like him or you don't like him at all. So Henry Ruggs goes off the board there. I don't think it's a terrible pick in terms of like, there's a lot of upside in that if you think it's there. But Henry Ruggs for me is my wide receiver 51 right now, my 118th ranked player overall. So it's not that much of a reach. Like you're taking upside there. I'd probably rather have Jalen Rieger, Justin Jefferson, um, Preston Williams. All those types of receivers are guys that I would rather have potentially even Emmanuel Sanders, Jerry Judy, uh, Sterling Shepard, those guys. Also, if Anthony Miller is still left on the board and I end up not getting Jefferson or Howard, I'll probably take Anthony Miller with one of my two picks on the turn. Wow. Jameson Crowder is still on the board right now in the, what would be the, the second to last pick in the ninth round. I have Crowder right now as my wide receiver 37, 83rd ranked player overall. Now he's not a flashy, sexy player, but as your your wide receiver four, a guy who's probably going to go out there and get five receptions a game, four receptions a game, it's not bad. So if I'm going just based off of my rankings, I'm going to end up taking Crowder here. I have him about five or six spots ahead of Jefferson. I might actually take Howard for positionality reasons, because I think there's a lot more depth, as I've been saying this whole video at the wide receiver position. So if I end up getting just sniped on Crowder or Jefferson, I'll go to the other one. Uh, but Justin Jefferson just goes off the board. I'm going to take Jordan Howard here if he's still on the board over Crowder. I just need that security security at the running back position. He is my right now running back that is ranked. He's the best one on the board for me right now. And I have him ranked at running back 35. We'll take Jordan Howard. Somebody just thought that uh, Jordan Howard would come back around to him. So he ended up taking Robbie Anderson over Jordan Howard. Um, I would much rather have Jordan Howard over Anderson, but that's also for the team that I've currently built. Like he's already taken five running backs. So yeah, he definitely needed the wide receiver depth. So it's all about your team needs in the way that you draft. So Ending up getting three running backs in my first five picks. I feel good about that. Then I didn't take one for another three picks. So I needed one right there. Let's see what they end up doing here on the turn. So I'm looking at this right now. I could take Crowder. Crowder for me is my wide receiver 37. I'm just looking at Anthony Miller as my wide receiver 43. And he just feels like he has more upside overall. The consistency is there for Crowder. But in these rounds, I want to shoot for upside. Justin Jefferson is off the board. Jalen Rieger is all the way down. So I don't want to take him yet. He's my wide receiver 48. CD Lamb goes. That's really early. CD Lamb is my wide receiver 52, 119th pick overall. So maybe a little bit of a reach there. Uh, let's see what I can end up getting to. Crowder's still on the board. I do like Crowder. I like the upside there. Uh, all the wide receivers that I wanted, Sterling Shepard and Anthony Miller would be the only guys that I take ahead of Crowder at this point. I think they're both still on the board. So you have Sterling Shepard and Anthony Miller. I have Crowder ahead of him in the rankings, but I'm just shooting for upside here. The guy that I think has the higher ceiling is Miller. We know what Crowder already is. Miller's going into his third year, has dealt with terrible quarterback play, and has just dealt with terrible uh, offenses in general and injuries as well. So I've got 10 seconds to make the decision. Miller gives you upside. Crowder gives you stability. In these rounds, I want to shoot for the upside. I'll go Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller really started coming on at the end of the year. So that's another thing. Like going through these rankings and playing with them while going through drafts, I really got to make sure that like when I'm in these rounds, I would rather have Crowder over Anthony Miller if you told me 
a trade right now and I needed a wide receiver three to put into my lineup. If you told me I had three wide receivers and now I'm just shooting for upside, it's obviously Miller. So that's the situation I'm in. I'll take Miller there. He was really strong the last like four or five games of the season. He really came on. He was balling out and people just didn't notice it. Maybe people will just fall asleep and all the way back around will come Jamison Crowder. So we're in the 10th round now. I'll recap my 10 picks. I'm probably not going to do the full 14 rounds because this video will be way, way too long for everybody. If you watch to this point, the promo code below is for Monkey Knife Fight. They'll give you 15 free bucks if you put 10 in. It's a player prop site. Check them out. If you want to put up to $50 in, they'll give you 100% match plus five bucks. So you put 50 in, you end up having 105 to gamble with. So I uh, check that out. That's their logo up above. It's called monkeyknifefight.com. They're very legit. They're the third biggest uh, daily fantasy sports site for props. And right now they are the fastest growing in all of North America. So let's recap what I have right now in my roster. I think I can just pull this up. Drew Brees goes in the 10th round. So see, look at the, look at the quarterbacks you can get. Drew Brees is still on the board right now. Well, he just went in the 10th round. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan are still on the board. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Baker is still on the board down here. Daniel Jones, Goff, like you can get in the 12th round of your drafts, a Baker Mayfield, who's going to have a totally revamped offensive line, another toy, in terms of Austin Hooper, it seems to be a rejuvenated and a more motivated Odell and a healthier Odell after he had surgery in January. Daniel Jones is down here, set up to be in a really good spot with the offensive line to be improved. And last year he did fine. It's just terrible offensive line. He fumbled a bunch because of that, probably heard footsteps. And every single week he had somebody hurt, whether it was Saquon, whether it was Golden Tate, whether it was Sterling Shepard, whether it was Evan Ingram. So there's no saying that those guys won't continue to get hurt because that's all Sterling Shepard's career has been. That's all Evan Ingram sneakily. That's what Saquon's been dealing with, although he usually plays through pain. He's had a ton of high ankle sprains dating back to high school, but also college and now the NFL. Wentz goes at 10-7 there. So we'll come back around to like my 11th and 12th pick on the term, and then I'll end it there. I won't do the final two ones. Looking at my roster right now, I feel really good for a 12-team draft. Uh, Kyler Murray, Joe Mixon, and Sanders. Those guys, to me, all scream out upside, but also stability. Breakout year in store in terms of Miles Sanders, potentially, Kyler Murray for sure, and Joe Mixon. Uh, as long as he gets somewhat of an improved offensive line, he's got the improved offense now. Odell and Allen Robinson, just very consistent pieces in terms of Allen Robinson. Underrated. I think he's strong. Odell. Um, yeah, I think Odell has upside. He, he, um, he's growing on me. I know he finished like wide receiver 31 or something last year, but some of that had to do with just terrible quarterback play. Some of that had to do with terrible offensive lines and playing injured the entire season uh, with a core muscle injury. I think it was like a sports hernia or something. DK Metcalf has my wide receiver three, lots of upside. Hayden Hurst going into the offense that sustained Austin Hooper, even after missing three games as the uh, tight end six last year. That's fantastic. Got Jonathan Taylor in my flex spot as my RB three, loads of upside. And then Anthony Miller with a lot of upside as well. Um, Jordan Howard as a bench piece. So I feel good about this. I, I feel like I'm building a lineup that has stability, but also is, is rostering a bunch of guys that's arrows are pointing up heading into this year and not down. I think the only guy out of my lineup that you can say his arrow is pointing down would be Jordan Howard in terms of like his career track, but he's my, he's my fourth running back that I took at the end of the ninth round. So it's choosing between Jordan Howard and complete backups, like, like a uh, Alexander Madison at this point and just stone cold backup. So I'm fine going there. Tom Brady just went in the 10th round. That's a pretty good pick for Adam. So yeah, I like where this is heading. I think the only other guy that you can possibly tell me his arrow is not pointing up would be Odell. And in my opinion, his arrow is pointing up with the offensive line being improved, meaning Baker has more time to throw and also having surgery and being healthy. So I think all these guys have arrows pointing up for the most part. Now we're back into the 11th round. I have four receivers. I have a tight end, a quarterback, and I have four running backs. So it's pretty much what's best left on the board with the biggest upside. Crowder has still not yet to be taken. So um, we might actually be able to get Jamie. Oh, no, he was. He was taken at 10-1. So never mind. Jameson Crowder was taken uh, about three picks ago. So let's go back to see what now my best available left is. And I'm going to start to take upside with some of these rookies. Jalen Rieger, I like him. He's still on the board. Uh, I don't really need a running back. I've got four. Duke Johnson, though, is still on the board if you wanted to just look at a running back that has any type of upside. I'm surprised that people have not taken him, but they've taken Madison and Latavius Murray, I think is okay, but rather have Duke Johnson. My best available guy left is now pick 103. It's Jerry Judy. 
So if he's still there, I'll consider him outside of um, potentially any of these other rookies. That's probably where I'm going to start to look at Jerry Judy. Jalen Rieger. Those are probably the two biggest spots. Deontay Johnson is somebody that I'm probably going to move up a good amount. I'm going to, I'm going to start highlighting players on my individual sheet here that I want to start moving up. Deontay Johnson is going to be one of them. And I believe Anthony Miller will be another one. Just as I go through these drafts, how I feel about them relative to some other players, I like them a little bit more than some of the guys around them. So I'm going to highlight them a little bit more here. Left on the board right now for me that I would like to take here. Some of the rookies, no real strong stance on any of them. Duke Johnson, somebody else that I'll actually look a little bit more intensely into. Preston Williams is also still on the board. I like him a lot. Not much left to tight end. I mean, you have TJ Hawkinson coming into his second year. Irv Smith Jr. second year, but not a standout. Greg Olson's actually interesting to me. He's a little bit more down the board. Jared Cook is definitely a, a fantastic option at tight end. He's a top 10 tight end right now for me in my rankings. I'm surprised to see Jared Cook still on the board. I have Jared Cook ranked as my 93rd overall player, tight end 10 right now. So I don't I don't want him, but I might just have to end up stealing him there because I do think he has upside. I like the pick of Anthony McFarlane. He just went off the board. I don't need two tight ends after having Hayden, Hayden Hurst, but that's just a lot of value in Jared Cook at least at this point in the draft. I'll probably pass on it though. I do like Anthony McFarlane going. I think that's a very sneaky running back option. So we're a pick away and I got a couple of options. I I think I might just go Duke Johnson. Like there's options on the board at wide receiver. I might as well load up on some running back depth. Um, We'll see once we get there though. The wide receiver options are all sort of these rookies. Jerry Judy, I don't really feel the need to. I think I might actually move him down a little bit. I'm on the clock right now. Jerry Judy goes, so I don't even have to worry about trying to pick him. We have Duke Johnson on the board. We have Jalen Rieger. I think I might just go Duke Johnson here. Yeah, he's on the board. Let's take him. So we got our fifth running back. I'm going to go back around. I'm going to get my fifth receiver, and then we'll have two rounds left. I'm going to get Preston Williams if he's still on the board for me. He's my best available wide receiver now that Jerry Judy is off the board. Actually, Jalen Rieger and then Preston Williams are right next to each other. I have Jalen Rieger as wide receiver 49. I have Preston Williams as wide receiver 50. Uh, The guy in between that was Deontay Johnson, but I'm going to move him up. So at the time that we're drafting this, it's hard to like Rieger more more than Preston Williams because Alshon and Deshaun Jackson as of right now are still on this team. Miles Sanders is going to catch passes and then Goddard and Ertz. So where does he fit in? But by the time the season starts, one of or both of Alshon and Deshaun Jackson could be cut for all we know. We don't have any word on what Deshaun Jackson's status is with this team, if he's playing, if he's retired, if he's getting cut. So right now, the safer pick, and even has upside in my opinion, after what he did in the NFL before getting hurt, including the preseason, but also the regular season, is Preston Williams. So I'll go Preston Williams if he drops there. All the other guys are off the board. In my final two picks, I'll probably start to shoot for guys like Denzel Mims, Michael Pittman. You have guys down here as well as like Zach Moss at the running back position. So I'd start to look there. But for right now, I'll go Preston Williams and get some upside if he doesn't go here and get sniped before me. Look at that. That makes my decision really easy. Uh, They ended up going Jalen Rieger there. So I'm going to end up going Preston Williams on my end. And I'll feel pretty decent about that one. So I get Preston Williams right there. That ends up my 12th round. So there's two rounds left. I'm not going to end up going through them, but there's value. Like Zach Moss might make it there. The rookie running back in, in Buffalo might end up going there with one of my picks. But then there's a lot of wide receivers. Hunter Renfro's down here. Brandon Ayuk, uh, Alan Lazard, all those guys. So I appreciate it. A big subscribe button is about to pop up. Appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button. We're doing these every single Friday, a video will release with the mock drafts on Thursdays. If you want to get into being one of these people mock drafting with me, whether it's now or closer to the season, just follow me on Twitter and just keep an eye on my tweets. I usually post a tweet out on Wednesday. I'll give an update on Thursday for how many spots we need, if any. So thank you so much. Follow me on Twitter at SalvageDFS. Check out all the freebies, the rookie rankings down below in the description. Patreon, if you want to support me over there, hit the subscribe button and notification bell before you go. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I will see you all in the next one.